Welcome back to True North Talk. This is episode 19 with your hosts with the most, Peter Burtnett and myself, Joseph Staten. And first, I just want to ask you, Peter, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you all set? I'm all set. Oh, 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 If you don't know that reference, you probably were not in high school in, uh, what, late 2015s? <laughs> Mid mid two thousand tens, yeah, somewhere the, the around tail there, end mid, of the twenty tens. Yeah, yeah. In the big old good years of fifteen, summer sixteen. <laughs> the, the big old good years. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the good old years. <laughs> the good old years. There we go. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's gonna be kind of a, just a refresher episode encouragement for you guys and just wanted to share some things that were on our hearts and something uh, a really good message that I heard in church today and Peter's going to talk about a couple scriptures for for himself and things he suggested um but we're mainly going to be talking about just making time for God and not forgetting to do that and um really just submitting to his will and trusting in his plan and, and keeping that in mind. But Peter, do you have any um, anything you want to share and just thoughts you want to focus on today? Yeah. Um, what what the idea came about for me, obviously for for Joe, it kind of was boosted by by what he heard in church this morning. But for me, it was kind of we're recording this on Super Bowl Sunday, and so my thinking was, you know, making sure. <laughs> I'm I'm unbiased. You know, both of our teams made the playoffs, but lost in some pretty pretty tough fashion I think probably a little bit more heartbreaking for Joe for me it was just disappointing for those who don't know he's a Lions fan and I'm a Browns fan so it was nice to see our teams in the playoff we haven't in the playoffs we haven't seen that too often but certainly not the way we either one of us wanted their their seasons to end but at least the Lions made it to the NFC championship game can't can't complain too much about that yeah no colossal meltdown nothing new nothing surprising <laughs> Uh, no. luckily, uh, you know, I'm, I'm much more of a college fan anyways, so really not, it's not that big of a deal. I, I remember talking to Peter after the game, I think we recorded afterward and it was just kind of like, it's how they lost. It's not the fact that they lost. It's just that meltdown. It's always annoying to watch a meltdown when your team loses. Like mm. they, it, it's, I think that's an anomaly in sports where like, Murphy's law kind of everything that go that can go wrong will and yeah. it's like almost unbelievable like how I, how just how much everything does go wrong you're like okay surely this has to be the end of it and then and then somehow there's another blunder that's even worse that's even less likely yeah. and you're like oh come on like are you serious so how do you think I felt watching Mr. Comeback Player of the Year Joe Flacco throw back to back pick sixes <laughs> <laughs> Looking like JJ McCarthy against TCU a couple years ago. <laughs> I don't even think JJ's were back to back. So that's a whole they new level. They were back to back, but unluck. <laughs> he he took it to another level, Flacco did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and McCarthy, of course, obviously made up for that this year. So I don't want I don't want I don't want to trash him for that, but <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but just frustrating to watch the way they lost, but yeah. Yeah. But but anyways, kind of t- tying that in to, to what I was what I was getting to is, you know, a lot of times it's easy to put 
football or other things in life, even even good things like family, like our loved ones, like productive things like work, it's easy to put those things before God. And so it kind of, you know, on a day where a lot of people are going to be turning on the football screens or on the TVs to watch to watch football, I turn on the turn on the football screens. <laughs> Over here, coining a new a new technology. We were talking about Those Apple Vision Pro off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the big old years. I'm a little I'm a little rusty. I guess it's been a couple weeks since we recorded. So <laughs> getting on, back into the, the flow tails of things. One day as a grandpa, yeah, I used to back in the big old years. Used to turn on the football screens. <laughs> in the big old the big old years, turn on the football screens. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, if you can't tell, this 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 episode is definitely a little bit more just letting things flow today. Um, but, but yeah, um, what was I even saying? Just talking about how you know when you're turning on the screens today, people are going to be focused and locked in on the Super Bowl. You know, people are putting that first in a lot of ways today. And and I don't think there's anything wrong with spending time to watch the Super Bowl today. And again, obviously, when you're hearing this, Super Bowl would have already happened. It'll be interesting to see who ends up being being Super Bowl champs. But I think it's important, too, to make sure that we prioritize the thing that's most important, and that's and it's God. That's our faith. It's, you know, our walk, our walk with the Lord. So um, in this episode, you know, we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be going over some some verses. Joe's got a pass, passage from Exodus that he's going to be reading about Moses kind of facing this challenge of of putting God first and, like, fully trusting him. And so that's that's kind of my thoughts. I'm, you know, unless you had anything you wanted to add, kind of ready whenever to start diving into that scripture. But obviously, any any other thoughts that you have? It's just a reminder, and you know, us being hosts of this podcast and just really being in a position of, you know, we're all leaders. That's kind of what you were you were talking about with um, Scott in your interview last episode was whether we realize it or not, we are all leaders of somebody, somebody or something, and we're influencing somebody in our lives. And, you know, true North talk is not like a massive, we don't have tens of thousands of listeners or anything, but being host of a faith-based podcast, I think I tend to hold myself um, to a higher standard of, of conduct and just, you know, to be transparent, I think I've been slacking a little bit as far as like dedicating time and setting aside that time for God in my life recently. And so myself and just everybody else, I think it's always a good reminder to just know that that time is so important and having the, the right sort of mindset with that. Um, and also, before we go to, to the Exodus um, scripture, I had John 15 pulled up here. John 15, verses 4, and I'm just going to go through 8. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you abide in me. So we can't bear fruit unless we're abiding in Christ. He says, I am the vine, and you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. That's an interesting um, verse right there. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. That's God's promise to us. Amen. By this, 
my father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. So again, just, I think that tells us right there the importance of abiding in God and abiding in Christ and having the time and just focus to know that. Um, and it's so easy to let our full-time jobs and our careers and our stresses in our life to, to dissuade us and distract us from what's really important. And um, yeah, I just felt convicted to share that. Um, something that I've, I've been thinking about recently and, uh, you know, more so in the Exodus scripture that I wanted to share, you know, the message in church today was talking about doubting God and, and how Moses basically was just making excuses. Like we can make all the excuses in the world. And Peter and I have talked about this in our own lives and some of our own pursuits, because you can make excuses about anything, but you also can, you can always make time for something that matters to you. Just like people that make time make, for what's important. Ex- that's what I always say. Yeah, people that make excuses about going to the gym and getting in shape is because they really don't want it. If they really wanted it, you could carve out 30 minutes in the morning. You could get up 30 minutes earlier. You could, you know, there's always things we can do to make time for what matters. And Moses was just making up every excuse in the world. You know, he tried saying, oh, I'm, I'm not fit. Who am I that you choose me? Um, how am I going to persuade them? What am I going to say? And ultimately ended up saying, God, just please choose somebody else. Like he just got past all the excuses. Then he just flat out said what he actually was thinking, which was, I don't want to do this. And God told him, no, you're going to go and do this. And to, to believe in yourself and to be, and to have faith that you can do this. Um, in Exodus four, my computer's kind of bugging right now. Cause we're on a discord call. Let's see. Um, okay. I, I can, I can pull it up on my phone too. Maybe while you're looking for that though, you don't mind if I if I cut in real quick, just sure. kind of add some thoughts about what you were saying earlier, especially especially the barren fruit part. I think you know the the word the fruits of the spirit. I'm blanking on the reference of that right now. I know it's in the New Testament. I think it's in one of the letters. I think it's is it Ephesians or yeah. I think it's it's I think it's Ephesians, but you know, gentleness, kindness, faithfulness, goodness, self control. Um, Excuse you know, me. Those are just Gal- some of them. Galatians. Galatians. 5. Okay. Yeah, Galatians five, um, and those those are evidences. I mean, I think if you're if you're wondering whether you are spending the correct amount of time with the Lord in you know in prayer and reading the Word and just kind of waiting on what He wants to do in your life and kind of you know being like God, just show me the way. If you're you know maybe not bearing some of those fruits, that's probably a pretty good indication that maybe you aren't fully spending that time and abiding, like it says in that verse that you read, Joe, abiding in the Lord. And so I think that's a good indication. And then another thing too, I mean, I'm I'm right there with you in how a lot of times work can take precedent over spending time with the Lord. And I think, I certainly, you know, think throughout the day, I'm nowhere near perfect with that. I think there's a lot of times where I could pull away from work for, for a little bit during the day and even just spend a few minutes in prayer here and there. Um, I do think one thing that I do that helps with making sure that God is the priority is, you know, first thing I do in the morning, and it, this isn't perfect, it isn't always the ex- very first thing I do when I pick up my phone, but it's reading the Word in the morning. And even if, and another thing that I've done recently is, you know, I'm still kind of trying to wake up a little bit. Once I'm like, you know, fully awake and aware, I give myself that time because I want to make sure I really soak it up. But I, I even sometimes just play, you know, you can listen to to the Word being being read on, on the Bible app. So sometimes I'll just do that in the morning just to make sure that I'm getting that food. Because, I mean, really, 
I mean, you talk about eating breakfast in the morning, breakfast being the most important meal. I would I would argue that the most important meal in the morning that you can have is spending time in the word and in, in prayer with the Lord. And so I think those are that that's one simple way that I've found. And like Joe mentioned, too, it's maybe waking up. You know, he, he mentioned with going to the gym. I think the same thing applies with faith is waking up even 15 minutes earlier so that you could spend time in the word. And and I think it is important, too, because I know I've I've been in this place before, too, where it almost becomes like checking off a lit, an item on a list. And I think a good way to guard against that is make sure that when you do it, you are fully invested into what you're reading and fully in prayer and also like kind of like fully awake. Like maybe if you have to, you know, give yourself five, 10 minutes to kind of fully wake up, maybe hop in, hop in a cold shower to really wake yourself up or something like that and then read the word. But I think especially before things like, you know, checking your phone or turning on the TV or even, you know, if, if you're old school reading the newspaper, you know, whatever it is, I think it should be, it should be the first content sure that you consume every morning and honestly i think you know if you wake up <laughs> joe joe for those li- for the listeners out there just put put a newspaper on our on our <laughs> video call here <laughs> so yes, i'm old school uh, yeah, I, i'm i'm old school too i mean i i put together those, those newspapers so <laughs> i kind of kind of have to be a little bit but, but yeah I, I think it's it's so important that it's the first first like first thing that you consume in the morning and and I think another good thing too is if you like wake up in an attitude of prayer, I think that's also a very very vital and important thing. Like even before you get in the Word, just wake up. And if it's the first thing you think, like Lord, thank you for another day of being a life, alive, a life. Uh, I pray that you know it's, it's something simple, just being thankful that you're alive and praying <laughs> and pray, praying for for thank Him to kind of guide your screens. day. <laughs> <laughs> I am I'm on one today, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's the intent of the heart that matters. Yeah. And mostly, I mean, you're mostly polished with your speech, so don't beat yourself up. Um, <laughs> I try to be. Yeah. I think for time's sake, because we're going to keep this episode shorter, this is just a really succinct message for everybody. Just a reminder. This is something we all need. Um, I'm going to leave it up to the listeners to go read that story in Exodus, because it is pretty extensive. I tried to boil down the points. I think more importantly, this episode is captured by the John 15 section, 4 through 11, if you want to read that. Um, yeah. And just making that time to abide and, and taking the time out of your day. So, yeah, it's it's just so critical. It's something I, I need to need to work on. I've been getting better at, but something I need to work on. I think something that we all, throughout our life, are always going to have to to stay disciplined about and, and continue to get better at, at, at doing. It's just so necessary. It's just so necessary. Yeah, and like you said, the it's thing what you too fill is, your mind with that is going to affect how you live your life. You know, as it said, if you don't abide in Him, you're going to be thrown at the thrown into the fire. You're going to be a branch that withers. So, right. I think once you can establish it as a habit, too, I think that's a place again where you have to be careful. That it doesn't just become mundane and like you're not really, you know, conscious about what you're doing. But I think when it becomes that habit, it is. It's like it's like what you mentioned about going to the gym. Once you make it a part of your day. And you put in that effort every day to go in there, or at least, you know, to, to get the body in motion. The same thing applies. If you can make that a habit, and actually, you know what? I'm going to replace habit with lifestyle, because I think a habit is something that is something, I don't know, that even a habit can kind of be thrown away, or or maybe, you know, you talk about, like, you know, bad habits that you might have, you know, that, that we have as people, whether it's, you know, something small like like picking your nails, or if it's something, you know, like like cussing, or 
being prone to, to sexual sins or something like that, whatever the case is, or, or drinking, um, you know, those are habits, but it's, it's about forging a lifestyle that enforces spending that time with the Lord. And yeah, and I think just to kind of boil down that passage real quick from Exodus, again, I encourage, like Joe said, I encourage all the listeners to go and read that. It's, you know, Moses is kind of looking for signs in that passage and God, it, God basically tells him, you know, um, like, you know, wake up, basically, I guess, is, yeah. is, is a way that I'll put it. Um, so, yeah, again, I would encourage everybody to, to listen to that again, keeping this episode a little bit short this time, but definitely I mean, worth reading Exodus 4. Real, real quick, so Exodus 4, 14, yeah. Moses said, this is his last plea to get out of, the, out of this work. He says, pardon your servant, Lord, please send someone else. Then verse 14, then the Lord's anger burned against Moses, and he said, what about your brother, Aaron the Levite? I know he can speak well. He is already on his way to meet you, and he will be glad to see you. You shall speak to him and put words in his mouth, and I will help both of you speak and teach you what to do. Um, you know, God commanding, and, and when, we, when we refuse God's call and we don't, we don't answer, you know, he's not going to be happy about it. But that's just to say that it reinforces the importance of, what, who are we living for? And if our life is structured around, around our job, that's not always a negative thing. We have to be committed to our career, but is, is God the Lord of our life or is our job and our boss the Lord of our life? It's just a perspective change. And um, right. yeah, just super important. So if you had those, if you had those scriptures that you wanted to, to share, Peter, before we wrap up the shorter episode here. Yeah. So... The first one, I'm going to have to pull up the Second Corinthians passage, but Matthew 6.33, um, well, I'll read, it, it's Deuteronomy 6.5, and then Jesus, yeah, and then Jesus repeats it in Matthew 6.33, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength, and then the way that Jesus repeats it later in, in Matthew is love the Lord your God with all your mind, all your heart, and with all your soul, so that's that's the first priority. I mean, that's what Jesus also lists. I think that when he references it in Matthew six thirty three, he's asked, "What is the greatest commandment?" And that's the answer that that he gives there. Or maybe maybe another point of of the word is when he says that that's the greatest commandment. He says, second then is to love your neighbor as yourself." Um, and then oh yeah, Second Corinthians eight five says, "And they exceeded our expectations. They gave themselves first of all to the Lord, and then by the will of God also to us." So I think what what Second Corinthians is saying, kind of in a similar way to the first one um, in Deuteronomy and in Matthew, is we give ourselves first to the Lord, and then we also give ourselves over to fellow believers and those who are who are not not saved and not not believed in the Lord yet, and having an act in us, you know. And what we talked about last week with Scott is that servant leadership. You know, to to have that, we have to first give ourselves over to God, and then give ourselves over to people. Exactly. And yeah, I mean, I, I can't say that better myself. Um, I think this whole this whole topic of of making that time for God is something that's always going to be. Like I said, it's just going to be a discipline. And I going back to what you said earlier about you don't want it to just be a, a what a, a doldrum. I guess is that the right word? Habit. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, every discipline in our life is not we're not always going to want to do something that is a discipline including reading and spending time with God sometimes um 
but not to say that if you if it is a habit that if you structure it to get your foot in the door you know that it is a habit it's not always a bad thing you can't blame yourself for like if you don't always feel like don't wanting to do it that's not always a bad thing and if if you have it if your habitual if the habitual nature of your reading of the word of god is is set up to make sure you do it you know it's not a bad thing it's it that's a good thing because you're still making that time i think you know what you were saying earlier peter and just to add on that is like when you're doing it when you're in the word you don't want it to be like all right can i get this over with just so i can get it out the way but there is something to be said for having that habit structure set in your life set up in your life to get yourself in the door and then when you're in the door right then you can, you know, fully be present in that moment, spend the time with the Lord, you know, pray and, and be present. So, yeah, I just want to encourage everybody today. It, Go ahead. I would just say it depends on what stage you're at, too. If you're at a point where you're not spending that time with God at all, just spend that time, even if it does at first feel like you're just checking off a list. If you're at that point where you are spending that time, but all it does is it feels like, you know, you're just checking off a list, you're just doing it to do it. If you're in that place, I would encourage you to you know, really, you know, set aside that time. Don't make it so that, and, and like, really like make sure that you have time to do that and to really like soak it up rather than just blowing past it just because it's one of the things that you need to get done in your day. Um, and then if you're, if you're at the point where you're able to do it every day and, and I'll be real, even if you're at a point where most days it's, you know, it's something that you look forward to that you enjoy doing, there still will be days like any discipline where you're just, you don't feel like you have the time, you don't feel like doing it. But if you're in that place where you're a little bit more, I guess, advanced, I would say, you know, I would just encourage you to to keep going and to continue to maybe find new ways to soak up the word and to to also, I mean, it's not just, you know, reading the word too. It's it's fellowshipping, like, like what Joe and I are doing right now, like what we both did this morning by going to church and, you know, what we hopefully are able to do throughout the week as well. So, that would just be my encouragement. If you're at any one of those three stages, that's kind of what I would would like to add. Yeah, and and it's not nobody's perfect. We're not robots. And if you set up the expectation in your mind that I have to be so happy every day when I'm doing this, you're not going to stick with it. Just because, just like the whole, again, working out. I think <laughs> working out is such a common analogy we use, but it's, but it's because of how similar it can be to. I mean, discipline in general as a concept is so related to working out, but also the discipline of getting in the word, the discipline of walking the walk as a Christian is so related because. You're not always going to feel like doing it. In fact, it, it's probably going to be most times you're not going to feel like doing it. I mean, that's how we're, I mean, narrow path. Once you once you build that momentum in the habit, it becomes easier for you when you don't feel like doing it to do it anyways because you've just gotten so used to it. But you're not always going to feel like doing it, and that's that's important to remember too. I mean, we're not perfect, and some people I feel like make you feel like, oh, you should you should want to do this all the time every day, and it's you know. That's not always the case. We're human beings. So give yourself some grace, but just also understand that it is super important that we do this every day. And at the end of the day, you know, this episode is just an encouragement for everybody. You know, Peter and I are not perfect. We're, we're the host of this podcast. We do this out of our love for God. We want to spread the, the good word and the truth, but we're not perfect and you guys aren't either. And we're just trying to all walk this walk together. And I think this is just a collective encouragement for everybody to just focus on God, have that time, start this habit today. Start w literally one minute a day, one minute. I was just listening to Jordan Peterson last night talk about, you know, how do we correct some of the major issues in our life? And he said, you got to start small. Like you, for, Clean your room. 
make your bed and clean your room first. He's like, sometimes you literally, just to establish that trust with yourself, because confidence in yourself comes from actually sticking to what you say you're going to do. If you break your word with yourself, you're not going to be confident in yourself. So start with the bare minimum. Tell yourself, you know what? I'm going to take one minute, just literally one minute today for a week, and that's all I'm going to do. And Peterson even said, he's like, if you say you're going to do one minute, just do one minute. He's like, don't go over. That way you establish the habit, even though it feels easy to go over one minute, just to, just to do it and build that trust with yourself. Just do what you say you're going to do. Do the minimum. And then next week you can crank it up. And the week after that you can crank it up. But just start with the minimum. And so that's what we're trying to get across today, I think, is just get in that habit, a renewal of the understanding, the importance of abiding in him, John 15. And... uh yeah. With that being said, I think that's that's all I got to share today, Peter. So if you have anything else, um, or if not, we can we can pray and wrap this up. Just one closing comment before we do pray, and if you want to lead with that, or or I can, is you know being a, a sports editor reporting on sports micro goals. You know to kind of tie this into what we started this episode. You know putting God before things like sports, but it's something that teams use in sports. And I think it was either it was either basketball or wrestling. Most recently, a team that I talked to, I talked to the coach. And and he was talking about how they set just kind of like micro goals throughout the season. And again, I, I'm I'm blanking on whether it was basketball or wrestling, but either way, you know, whether you're trying to win a match or whether you're trying to win a basketball game, it's it's kind of setting micro goals and throughout the season making, you know, incremental improvements rather than going like, you know, if it's a team that maybe has been losing, you know, two thirds of their games, it's not going there and being like, oh, we're going for the championship this year. You know, it's about those kind of micro goals throughout the season. And I think, like you said, like you summarized perfectly, that's the same kind of applies to our walk with the Lord is setting setting micro goals. And we do want to challenge ourselves, too, I will say. You know, you don't want to just cruise through. You need. I think it's something that really you can only discover through prayer, first of all, and then experience. But, like, setting a goal that, like, you know is going to challenge you, but you also know that you're able to achieve and, like, having that confidence that you can achieve it. I think those are the two key things, is giving yourself, you know, a goal that I want to be better than I was yesterday. I love the saying, the phrase, 1% better every day, because um, if you're 1% better every day, you're going to be 100% better after 100, and by the end of the year, you're going to be more than three time, 300 times better. So if you're able to do that, then I think that's going to lead to a lot of success. And most importantly, it's going to lead you in a closer walk with God. And that's going to, you're going to see that, um, the evidence of that everywhere in your life. Yeah, definitely. Success comes exponentially over time if you do the small steps today. And what you'll find and what I found myself is it's exciting to, to like, even those bare minimum goals, when you start knocking them out, you feel excited. Like you build that momentum. You're like, all right, I can do this. And then, that leads you to want to do more than the minimum. You're talking about challenging yourself. When you sit down and read your Bible for one minute every day, for example, you're going to find yourself like, you know what? I can go two minutes. I can go three. And you you find yourself going over that minimum because you just start to build confidence. You start to, it's exciting. You'd be like, okay, I, I can hold my word to myself. I can do this. I can be disciplined. Yep. And so the natural effect of that is that you end up being able to, and wanting to do more sometimes. And over time, that pays off massively. But the the most important thing is that you take the first step and not overwhelm yourself. Like, don't say, mm-hmm. you know, I have to read my Bible 30 minutes a day, and you've never done it before, right? Or you've not been the habit, because you're just going to get burnt out so quickly. So that's the thing, is is just short-term achievable, achievable goals, what my dad used to say. Set short-term mm-hmm. achie- achievable goals, and that leads to 
ultimately a, a much bigger long-term goal. So stag, um, stag, yeah, short-term achievable goals, stag. Yeah, and then home, you, home, and you, hammer that home. Try to remember stag, and then bet. You say bet to that, which is bringing everyone together <laughs> toward the short-term achievable hey. goals. The bet stag. That's what Jesus did. He he brought everybody together. He really did. Jesus bet. <laughs> well, I think it's a good place. A good place to end off. A good place yeah, to end off. One good place. <laughs> and I think also one thing that came to mind is how that's real dopamine. You know, people chase dopamine in likes, compliments from people they don't even know online, drugs, alcohol, pornography. Chase chase dopamine in a bunch of different ways, but setting those short term achieve, achievable goals is the best way to get real dopamine. And I think that's what, as humans, we're designed to crave. But it's only going to be lasting and satisfying if we get it from the best source. So and that Amen. only comes from God. Yeah. So remember that today when you're put on your football screens in these big old years mm-hmm. uh, that we're in, and <laughs> <laughs> and you better bet. Jesus was an advocate of bet. <laughs> and I'm not talking I'm not talking gambling. <laughs> no, he, he was not an advocate of ESPN bet. No, it's not. No. That's not true. But okay. Why, why don't we uh bet I'll lead us I'll lead us in prayer and you can you can follow up. Uh dear Lord, thank you for this day and this time together for to for bringing the truth to to other people listening today. Um I just pray that this message be received, that we all remember to take that time to spend with you every day, even if it's a small amount of time, Lord, that we get in that habit, build the discipline, um, build the momentum, and just stick to our, our guns and stick to our plan and really just build that um, confidence to, so that we be, can become more like you. And um, just pray for everybody today that they take something away from this shorter episode uh, and just pray that you continue to, uh, to help our mission here at True North and, and bless our podcast and our show and, and our reach here. In Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, I echo everything that Joe prayed, and I pray that we would always put you first and that we would pursue you and follow you with all of our mind, heart, soul, and strength, and that we would give ourselves first to you and then to others, and that we would be fruitful from from the vine and that we would draw from you in everything that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to episode 19 of True North Talk. If you made it this far in the episode, make sure you like or rate the episode, share it with somebody who could hear it, who would like to hear it, who needs to hear it. And with that being said, we will see you all after this 49ers win in the Super Bowl tonight. Have a great week. Well, I'm going with Chiefs, so one of us is going to be right, one's going to be wrong. We'll see. You'll go, see on Thursday on when you hear the episode. <laughs> see you, everybody. Peace.